It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It is Priority Talk Live. Greg Davis here with you. Wednesday, hope everybody is doing well. Staying a little cool out there. It is warm, no doubt about it. Um, Hey, I am so glad the World Games are coming to Birmingham, coming to Alabama. It's going to be the whole region. But who thought the middle of July (laughs) would be a great idea to bring people from all over the world to a hot, humid Alabama? It's going to be a shocker for some people. It's going to smell like Vulcan's armpit. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be a shocker. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, now, I was I was in downtown today, and I saw some road closures, you know, and things like that already happening. Uh, but I haven't seen any people yet. Have you, Jason? Have you noticed any people? I haven't. I um, haven't, no. I, I mean, they start Thursday. Isn't that tomorrow? The, well, the opening ceremonies. I believe so. Um, and I heard that's going to be on television, the opening ceremony on CBS. Is that like just the local CBS, or is that like the the national CBS? Are they carrying it like you would carry the it, Olympics? It'll probably be national. And it'll probably so. be their sports, uh, yeah, their sports uh, network. That's a and, pretty big and, deal. And, and it'll carry out to, to you know they'll be the the prime ones. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. That'll we'll be, see. Yeah, we're gonna see how it goes. But uh, hot, 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 and it's not gonna let up at all. So uh, they they needed swimming in this Olympic. Uh, or, or floating in the water. Yeah, something, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it's going to be a shocker for some people. Soaking. So- There's going to the be some people get on planes somewhere in the world where the weather's, you know, decent. It might be hot, but it's not going to be as humid. And uh, they're going to get off the plane in Birmingham, and oh my, they are going to think they are uh, breathing out of the tailpipe of a car. I mean, they're just not going to be quite ready for it. We are here at 101.1 FM, WXJC Radio, and uh, we are also uh, broadcasting over the internet as well. You can listen to the live stream, PriorityTalkRadio.com, WXJCRadio.com. You can find the station live stream at either place, and really, PriorityTalkRadio.com is your um, is your source for everything Priority Talk Radio. Our sponsors are there, our podcast, our, our video pages are there. Uh, it's all there for you, PriorityTalkRadio.com. That's also where you want to go to uh, to find more information about the 413 Men's Conference coming up in Jasper, Alabama. Uh, you've been hearing about that here on the program. Daryl Strawberry will be there, and we've got a link under events for you where you can go and check all that out. Take a group of men from your church out to the 413 Men's Conference in July. Go check that out. Jeremiah Castile, Chet 
uh, Williams, many others as well, and Daryl Strawberry, of course, coming into to town to uh, be the keynote uh, speaker for that. So wonderful opportunity. You can find that at PriorityTalkRadio.com. And you can also email me, Greg, at PriorityTalkRadio.com if you are interested, have any interest at all, in our Israel trip 2023. We've got the date. We've got the, the plan. We've got the cost. We've got the agenda. We've got the itinerary. We've got the hotels. we got, well, we don't have our flights yet, but we'll have our flights. You can't book those yet. Uh, it's coming together quite nicely. And I uh, do believe we had our first people uh, register today. You know, we've had people sitting on waiting on go for that. So yeah. we had our first people register today. So you need to get on it. If you're interested in going, I'm not trying to rush you, and I'm not saying you maybe can't still jump in later. But, but, when, it, uh, but when it comes to Israel, remember the phrase, sitting on G, waiting on O. Yeah, yeah. There the only go. way you go is to go. Exactly. That's the only way. There's there's not another way to get there but to go. Just You just you have to decide you're going. Okay, so that is there. Priority Talk, Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com. Email me. I don't have that on the website. Just email me, and I'll send you uh, information, answer your questions, even even have a phone conversation with you if you'd like. Uh, I, I would prefer to do that. I like to talk to everybody, get to know you a little bit, because we're going to spend 10 days together. That's we're gonna, right. We're going to travel around You're the world You're going to hear together. all the grunting and smacking sounds that Greg makes while he eats. It's 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 something else to behold. Yeah, hear me snore on uh, the airplane. Uh, uh, yeah, and... and the weird noises he makes while he sleeps, you can hear him like three rooms down. It's just, beep, 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 beep. It's, like, it's like the old Three Stooges thing, you know. It's always curly. I do like to sleep on the airplane. It's, and that too. And, and when he sleeps on an airplane, it's the weirdest looking thing. And we basically fly overnight. Do you sleep? Yeah, you pretty sleep. much. It's I not, mean, it's yeah, not bad. It's, it's a, what, an eight it's and a half It's a long, long way, flight. but, but it, it goes by pretty quick. It's not too bad. So anyway, if you're interested in Israel, I had a couple of you today. Email me. Go right ahead. Greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com. I am going to limit this trip. I'm just telling you to so to a certain number of people. I've got a number in my mind. Uh, I may adjust it a little bit going forward, but I have a number in my mind of, of what what I want to take uh, to to have a really really good experience. Uh, and so uh, I don't want to just call that number out, but uh, but you need to go ahead and start getting the information, start looking at it. And, and get ready to put your your registration out. It's only $300 registration to and put then, down. And then get excited about it. That's right. Yeah. Then you're going. And, 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 and I know I've said this before in the past, but just one aspect. If you are a person like myself who just loves to eat, oh, my goodness, you're going to find your paradise in Israel. Yeah, you always oh, talk about man. the eating. Why? You always talk about it. Well, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big eater. <laughs> Can't you tell? <laughs> You all, you always get to that food, and the food is fantastic. Mm, no doubt about mm. it. Oh my goodness. Um. Okay, that's good. Hey, we had mentioned this yesterday, but I wasn't at liberty to quite, um, to quite go into the details, but I can now, because it is out there. Oh, and by the way, Rabbi Eric Walker will join us at four thirty today, and that's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to be fun. It, it's going to happen today, right? Absolutely. You're already, you've talked to him. Yeah, I did. I've talked to yeah, him. I texted him earlier today. We're all firmed up. We're good to go. He's ready to go. Because we had a miscommunication two weeks I, ago today. I, I've, I've been prepping the board over okay. here and, and making sure that everything's ready to go. Rabbi Eric Walker returns to the program, 315, The Genesis of All Prophecy, his new book. And he was uh, writing this book last year uh, while yeah, he was here with time. us. I mean, man, it is something else. Um, Fantastic book. Um, I, I'm, I've got some comments I'm going to make about it, but I'm going to make them when he's here with us um but let me get back to uh, what i was saying i got sidetracked uh we have a a new addition 
to the WXJC radio lineup, another live program. And I cannot be more excited than to announce that uh, Right Side Radio with Phil Williams will be joining us on Monday, the 11th. Really excited. He'll be on from 2 until 4. This is an existing program that's already on, uh, and we're going to be picking it up as well. And uh, really, we'll, we'll be the major big signal that he's on. This is the big signal in, in the state. So uh, a lot of you who uh, have never been able to hear Phil will now be able to. Like a lot of you that never, were never able to hear me when I was on 92.5 in the morning or in the mornings and the afternoons, it was just a smaller signal. Now you're able to hear me in different parts of the state. So some of you already hear Phil, a few, some of you do in, in certain areas. But now a whole lot more of you are going to be able to hear Phil Williams and Right Side Radio. Really excited about it. He's, his slogan is solid, conservative, and just plain right. Uh, he is a, a great man, uh, someone I've come to, uh, to know and to uh, really appreciate and have a great affinity for. We've become uh, good friends. He's senior policy advisor for uh, uh, API, the Alabama Policy Institute, a former uh, state senator, two-term state senator, uh, been in ministry, been in the military, He's a he's an attorney. All all of you folks out in Gadsden, y'all y'all know Phil. He was your state senator for a couple of years, and now you'll be able to hear his radio program uh, Monday through Friday, live from two until four, and then I'll come on at four until six. Okay, so nothing changes with me. It's just now before I come on, you've actually got something to listen to. There so you go. Uh, so those of you that turn over at four now, turn on over at two. And uh, catch Phil. He's been on this program before. Yeah. I've been on his program before. In fact, he called me to be on last week when I was on vacation and I couldn't do it. Uh, so uh, looking forward to it. I hope to have him on before the week's over uh, to, to come on and just talk about his program and what he's going to be doing and and just kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, sync up the chain a little bit and get, folk, get you excited, get him excited. So uh, really, really looking forward to it. Uh, he's a dear brother in Christ. And a great host, radio show host, and uh, we just are just thrilled to know that now we're going to have four hours of a live Alabama local talk, Bible Christian-based talk here on 101.1 FM. Okay? We're going to need your support, though. All right? We need you to call. We need you to support the sponsors. It just can't happen in a vacuum. you got to be with us. If we want to keep this going, you got to be with us. So call on our sponsors, pick up the phone and call that number that we give out. Now, he'll have a different number than we have, okay? So you'll have to listen for his number. Uh, his setup's going to be a little bit different. But call that number, let him hear from you. Call our number, let us hear from you. Uh, we got to know you're out there. Um, 101.1 FM, the management needs to know you're out there. So we need to hear from you. Your, your input, your testimony, uh, your, uh, your, your words of affirmation, and your criticisms. We can and, take it all. And it, and it lets us know as a station what we need to do to get to, to, get to you, what, what your likes and, and, and you know, what you like to hear on the, on, on the station. Absolutely. So Absolutely. We, it helps us cater to you. It's almost like we're taking a survey kind uh, of. Yeah, yeah. Call in. Call in let us know. Okay, that's real exciting. All right, 2 to 4, starting on Monday, July the 11th. Now, i got to say, I'm not going to be here Monday, so um, I'll miss his first day. 
But um, doctors, oh, you'll, I know you. You'll be listening on your on, on your. I probably your will because I'll be driving. Yeah. I, you know what? I may actually. Uh, I know you will. Depending on the time, I may be picking the station up. I'll be in Tennessee because I'm going to be driving home. You can't fool me. You'll be you'll be going through your app and going, "Hey, I can hear this may, sound may, loud and clear." I may turn it on up around Columbia, Tennessee, and listen. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, need to hear from you though. Two zero five nine four one one zero one one is our number. No doubt, Phil and I will be will will talk about a lot of the same issues, especially if it's uh, daily, you know, news, and uh, you'll get his perspective, my perspective, and. You, some days you'll hear him, some days you'll hear me, some days you'll hear both of us, but uh, it just really is going to expand the influence that we're able to have to inform uh, the good Christian people of Alabama on the issues, what's happening, what you need to be aware of. You're smart enough to figure out what to do, um, but but sometimes you just, you, you're busy, you don't have time to pay attention to know everything that's going on locally, and so that's really going to be um, our job. And so uh, Phil Williams bringing the Triple Dipper. To 101.1 FM. That'll make sense once you start hearing the program. So uh, we are excited about it. Rightsideradio.org. Check it out. PriorityTalkRadio.com. Check that out as well. All right, let's take our first break. We will come back on the other side and uh, just continue with the conversation. And then the Reverend Rabbi Eric Walker joins us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to have a good long visit with him today. It's been how many months since he's been here? When did did he? It's been uh, a while. When did he depart? When did he depart us? Ah, that now. See, so you're asking somebody back whose in brain the, is back just in not working today. Last fall, maybe somewhere around something there. like that. So it's been months and months and months. It's it's been a few months since he's been here with us. So we are uh, excited about that. Oh, and I was going to say Monday, Doctor Stan Cook is going to be filling in for me. Not the Stan. Cook. The Stan Cook. The Doctor Stan. Now Cook. we're now we're adding the doctor to it. And we you know when All he was right. running for office, he wasn't doctor, but now he's doctor. Doctor Stan Cook. Pastor, I like it. Pastor Stan Cook. Of course. He's going to join the program on Monday. He's going to be filling in for me. And let me tell you, that guy, listen in Monday, he is an expert on Israel. He's been, I'm going to throw the number 25 or 30 times out there to Sweet. Israel. Nice. He goes every year. I would love to do that. Um, he, uh, he, he, he knows it. And, and prophecy as well. He he knows the prophecy world inside out, upside down, uh, a lot like Eric, like Rabbi Walker. So he'll be filling in for me on Monday, and really looking forward to him being able to do that as well. Okay, let me take a break. We'll come back on the other side. We'll we'll just sort of catch you up a little bit more on a couple of things, and then we'll get to Rabbi Walker after the bottom of the hour. But a couple of little things we'll bring up on the other side you need to be aware of. Stay with us. Fox Mortgage, NMLS, 184-762. Jim Corey, NMLS, 212-055. Six years ago was my opportunity to get the first loan through Fox Mortgage and Jim. He was able to get me a pretty decent rate at the time. And six years later, I'm looking at a refi. Gary talks about his mortgage experience working with Fox Mortgage president, Jim Corey. I was actually with a military-friendly banking institution and was going with them initially. And then I had an issue with trying to track down a VA certificate of eligibility. And I called Jim's office. When I asked him the question, he says, well, any reason you're not going with me again? So I said, well, I, I thought I got the best rate. And he says, well, let me let me check. So he, he checked, and he actually beat the rate that I was currently thinking that it couldn't be beat. So 
He's a repeat performer. Uh, he's phenomenal in everything he does. He keeps the ball rolling. I can't say enough about how pleasant the experience was. He made everything easy. We went through and closed in less than 30 days. Hi, I'm Jim Corey, president of Fox Mortgage. I'm ready to help you with your mortgage needs. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey and his team create lasting relationships with all of their clients, and they've been helping many of our listeners across North Alabama. Put Fox Mortgage to work for you. Call 205-661-6868. That's Fox Mortgage at 205-661-6868. They're quick as a fox. Hey, this is Greg, and ever since the first time I visited Israel in 1999, I've encouraged others to also experience the land of the Bible for themselves. I'm wondering if you've ever dreamed of visiting the Holy Land and walking where Jesus walked. If so, why don't you pray about touring Israel with me in the summer of 2023? We will experience a 10-day pilgrimage that will include visiting biblical sites around the Sea of Galilee and actually taking an inspirational boat ride on the same waters that Jesus walked upon. We will also visit the holy sites in the city of Jerusalem, including Golgotha and the Garden Tomb. You'll also experience the Dead Sea and many significant Old Testament sites. The Bible will come alive to you like never before. Are you interested at all? Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, and I'll share with you much more information about this trip of a lifetime. Email me, greg at PriorityTalkRadio.com, for more information on traveling with me to the Holy Land in summer of 2023. Hey, how y'all doing? This is John Crowell of Big Oak Ranch, and I just want to encourage you to tune in with Greg Davis on Priority Talk. We jump back in here at 21 minutes after the hour. Yes, uh, Rabbi Eric Walker. Messianic Rabbi Eric Walker, for those of you who don't uh, know Eric, or if you're new to the program, he will join us after the bottom of the hour and going to spend the better part of an hour with us. So we're really looking forward to that. Uh, reach out and let people know he's going to be here with us. The Genesis of All Prophecy 315, that's his new book that's out, and uh, we've got that linked up for you on our Facebook page. Uh, if you want to hit that uh, face, uh, Priority Talk Facebook page, and uh, you can find the Amazon link to it. Uh, but if you'll just do 315 Eric Walker, you'll find it pretty easy. Okay, let me let me just spend a couple of minutes here um, during this segment before we get to the bottom of the hour talking about abortion. This is a big, big topic, of course, and we've been talking about it since 2010. Uh, you know, it, it, there's not a bigger issue uh, in our nation, quite honestly. When, when you go... Uh, spiritually speaking and you go uh, even constitutionally speaking life or not constitution but declaration of independence life liberty and the pursuit of happiness um and then then with the implications through the constitution and the supreme court and what we've seen for the last 50 years uh there, there's not a bigger more important issue there's really not uh so there's been some um some local alabama um, data released and this comes from the alabama De uh, department of public health and what they're doing is they are showing the demographics of those uh, who had an abortion in 2020. Now, everybody remember 2020. You always have to take those numbers with a little bit of a, oh, that was, that was the COVID year. <laughs> you know, um, it just, uh, it, that, that wrecked everything for everybody. So 
Um, here, here's what they're putting out there. Okay, and I want to tell you why this is. Uh, I'm glad to see the data. I hope it's accurate. Uh, you know, but the Alabama Department of Public Health, um, we've reported on this before that they uh, they they don't do a great job of uh, of enforcing uh, code when it comes to abortion mills in this state over the years. There's there's been abortion uh, locations that do abortions that um, are not held to standard. And uh, we've called on them many times over the years to uh, to enforce the codes. I mean, I'm talking things like you, you should be able to get a, a a gurney out of a out of a building. The the hallways should be wide enough if a woman needs to be you know extricated out of there in an emergency. There's been women die in some of these abortion clinics. The one in Tuscaloosa, you know, more specifically. So you know, I, the Alabama Department of Public Health. I hope the accurate. I hope the numbers are accurate. Uh, what they're saying, though, and this is what you're going to hear, I'm sure it's going to be all over the news if it's not already, a vast majority of abortions occurred in the first eight weeks of pregnancy is what they report. Um, they say about 30% of abortions were at six or fewer weeks, 20% were done at seven weeks, and about 15% were done at eight weeks. After eight weeks, the percentage decreases rapidly with no data showing after 22 weeks, except for the not stated category. Uh, so that means they don't know. The data also showed that 32% of people who had an abortion had no previous children. So a third had no other children. They would have been first-time mothers. But 28% had a child, 22 had two children, 10% had three children, and 4% had four children. Okay. So that sort of runs those numbers for you. Um, here's what you're going to hear a lot is that we should go ahead and make abortions legal in Alabama. You know, at some random week, they're going to choose 15 or heartbeat, one, you know, whatever week they deem that to be. That That's what you're going to hear because we right now that is not the law. The law is... Um, basically conception, even preconception, the way the Alabama law is written. So you're going to hear from a lot of people that, that, are, that are pro-choice, okay? I say, I say that in the uh, um, less farcical way as I can. Uh, you know, people that are really pro-death, um, you're going to hear them use that as fodder for uh, why we should expand abortion availability in the state of Alabama. Because here's, here's what's happening now in Alabama. The, the, the pro-abortion crowd now are playing the same game that the against-abortion crowd has been playing for years and years and years. They're, they're, all we did was just swap sidelines, so to speak. Um, they're playing the same game. Now they are going to try, they've got to play the incremental game. And that's, that's what we had been doing for a long time. I mean, gosh, if we could get abortion banned at 15 weeks, that was a win because that saved a lot of babies between 15 weeks and birth. Was that what we wanted? No. But you had to be willing to take what you could get to save some. And then even within the pro-life movement, people would get mad at one another. They would say, aren't you for banning abortions at all? Well, of course I am. 
But if I can get it down to 15 weeks, that's a start. It's incrementalism. So they're going to play the same game of incrementalism now. If they can get abortion okayed up to eight weeks or 15 weeks, uh, they'll take what they can get. And they're going to say that uh, making it at 15 weeks or something like that is going to... is going to be really what's needed because the vast majority of abortions, this is what they're going to say, take place during that time period, and uh, and that's not really, you know, a child at that point. You know, the, the mother's just even found out that she's pregnant at these at these weak stages. So that's what you're going to hear. Now, you know, and you've also got this not stated category in there. I don't, what's that? <laughs> I mean, uh, that could be a huge number, and we just don't even know what it is. So that, that, there's no telling what those are. Um, but you're going to begin to hear the incremental work of the left to try and um, uh, gain some, uh, some access to abortion uh, back. That, that's where it's headed. So you also had the uh, director of Planned Parenthood. He's a guy I've met before. Uh, he works down, he's down at the State House, uh, Stephen Stetson. I mean, Planned Parenthood's got as many people down there as we do. Uh, he uh, he said there would be a political reckoning in the state. Uh, and they said these same kind of things after the uh, Human Life Protection Act was passed in 2019. There would be a political reckoning. He says politicians are going to be less inclined to take a stand that they feel is out of sync with their constituents. I, and I agree with him there. Uh, as I've been saying, we're going to find out uh, who's pro-life and who's mostly pro-life. Uh, right now we have a pro-life law, but you're going to have some that are going to go, uh, I'm not sure I'm that pro-life. And they're going to use some of these numbers to try to justify it. Just watch and see. That's what's coming. Okay. Rabbi Eric Walker joins us when we return on the other side. It's going to be wonderful to catch up with him here live on the air. Stay with us. One Point USA is a security company serving churches and businesses in the state of Alabama. Don't wait until something happens to protect your employees and your valuable property. One Point USA's experienced staff understands your security needs and wants to help you before a problem arises. From video surveillance to card access control and commercial security systems, One Point USA has got you covered. Call One Point USA today at 205-701-0191. That's 205-701-0191 or visit OnePointUSA.com. That's the number OnePointUSA.com. OnePointUSA. Be secure. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... It is Priority Talk. Greg Davis here with you. We do it live 4 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday. We're live at 101.1 FM, WXJCRadio.com. Also listen in at PriorityTalkRadio.com. And uh, we're grateful to have you with us, whether you listen live or whether you find this later at our podcast, Priority Talk Radio's daily podcast, and also 
uh, conversations with Greg Davis. Many great uh, interview segments there. And uh, this one uh, included as well. And uh, we are glad to welcome back to the program uh, the most uh, revered and respected and frequent guest and co-host of Priority Talk, um, Rabbi Eric Walker. Eric, how are you, my friend? I am well, thank you. Bless you, bless you, bless you. I pray that all is well. Uh, Is the... Website, PriorityTalk.com. PriorityTalkRadio.com, yeah. Okay. All right. Got it. Because I was trying to post it so people would know to tune in and listen right now. So good to hear your voice. How have you been? Doing fantastic. Good to hear yours as well. We we text and chat back and forth uh, that way, but we don't talk as frequently, so... So it's good to be in conversation with you. Now, Jason and I, of course, you and Jason go back uh, uh, almost as long as you and I go back. Jason and I were comparing notes the other day. I think I knew you before he did, but uh, but he worked with you before I did. Um, how long has it been since you were uh, here with us? When, when, when was that, that move? When did I leave Birmingham? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well... We were trying to remember. Uh, my official, my official end date was the last day of February. Okay, okay. So uh, it, it's been six, six, seven months since you've been here with us in studio. That we were trying to just remember how long it's been since you uh, sat here with me in the studio. Because yep. uh, for those that are new to the program, for uh, many years, uh, Eric was here with me every Friday. Uh, prophecy in the news, and uh, we would uh, he would bring the bring the meat to us and. I would just ask stupid questions and hang on for my dear life, you know, with him and uh, learned a lot. And then um, then when the show returned, he sat in every Wednesday with us for a, for, a, you know, for six or eight months of the show until he moved away. And uh, so he's uh, one of the, I guess, spent more time on this mic uh, of anyone that, besides myself. And you're, and you're probably rivaling me on that as well. So uh, anyway, just kind of reintroducing you to uh, to everyone. Uh, quickly, Eric, we're going to get into the book, but I, I did just want to catch up and, and let our, you know, let our new folks know about you. Uh, quickly, um, share with us um, how you became a, uh, a, a rabbi and, uh, and a reverend, and just, just give everybody the thumbnail testimony, and I'm sure we'll touch on some more of it as we go, but, but give everybody the big picture. Uh, I, I spent, excuse me, <clears throat> spent 40, almost 45 years in the traditional Jewish community. Grew up in Pittsburgh. Uh, great-grandfather was a rabbi. Walked to synagogue every Friday night, every Saturday morning, and uh, did that uh, until I went off to school uh, and still attended services while uh, away at school, continued in my Jewish life. And in uh, the late 90s, I uh, went through uh, as many uh, as we were approaching uh, Y2K and all of that, uh, I went through a couple of changes in my life, and my Jewish bubble kind of expanded into uh, having more Gentile friends. And the the party line for the Gentile friends was, uh, "Hey, you need to come to church with us." And I would say, "Well, thank you for that lovely invitation, but I'm Jewish," and they would respond with, "Well, I'm sorry." 
And I go, what? You're sorry? Wait, you're sorry I'm Jewish? No, we just don't want to offend you. Well, they continued, and periodically they would say, hey, we're having a passion play at the church. You want to come? I said, well, no, no, really, no, no thanks. Well, you really need to hear about Jesus. And I said, well, you know, that's great for you, but um, <clears throat> that's, that's, uh, that's just not a Jewish thing, not something I'm interested in, but thanks for asking. Well, they, they were pretty persistent, and it took them about two years and uh, after about two years, they finally said something to me and said, listen, we've been searching for the answer for you because we really want you to know what we know. And I said, so what have you come up with? They said, well, we found a place for you that's really Jewish. And I'll tell you, Greg, that was like a punch in my gut. Mm. So I'm sitting at a dinner table with a bunch of Gentile friends, and they said, yeah, we found a place that's really Jewish. And I looked at them, and I said, what would you know about being Jewish? What do you know about being the first-generation Holocaust survivors? Mm-hmm. What do you know about losing family in a war that began with the genocide of my relatives? What do you know about being called a Christ-killer the time you can remember growing up in a Catholic city. What do you know about the history of forced conversions, the Spanish Inquisition, and the destruction of the First and Second Temple? And you tell me you're going to show me something that's Jewish? That's offensive to me. Mm. I said, well, let us tell you about this place. It talk away, but, but uh, it's going to fall on deaf ears. So they told me they found a place, and it was a synagogue, and they had Jewish people there, and they had a rabbi there, and and, uh, there were people, Jewish people that believed in Jesus. And I said, well, I've never heard of that, but um, okay. And they told me where it was, and that was where we left it. About a week later, they said, you know, we've been thinking about it, and we can understand why you were so uncomfortable with the conversation. So we decided that the best thing to do would be for us to take you there to go with you on a Friday night and sit with you to make sure you're comfortable. And I said, oh, thank you. That's such a lovely thought. And, um, you know, I I don't want to be unkind, so I'll accept your offer. And we agreed to go December, late December uh, 1996. And we were supposed to go somewhere around the 27th, I think. Uh, yeah, I think the 27th of December, uh, 1996. And I woke up on Saturday morning, December 21st, 1996, thinking to myself, this is ridiculous. Why do I need a bunch of Gentiles to take me to a place to show me it's Jewish? How would they know? Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that's going to know. I'll just go myself. Well, what they didn't know was in between these conversations, I had been calling over and asking questions and talking with a wonderful woman named Susan Reamer who answered every silly and ridiculous question I had. And she's the first person to tell me Jesus was Jewish. And I was like, what? <laughs> How did I never know? I'll be 45 years old in two weeks, Mm. and I have never in my life heard that Jesus was Jewish. Mm. 
how, how did he become the god of the Christians? You mean all the Christians worship a Jew? And she said, yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, well, do they know it? She said, I don't think so. I said, because it doesn't <laughs> show up anywhere. It's maybe the so. best kept secret I've ever heard. Because in 45 years on this planet, I had never heard Jesus was Jewish. So I went to that service, and I heard the gospel preached, but not from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. No, I heard the gospel preached from the Garden of Eden, the Genesis 22 on Mount Moriah and the redemption of Isaac, and Exodus chapter 12 and the Passover lamb, and then the shot over the bow. Mm. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Craig, there's two words in there that people take for granted. They don't think about it. They have no concept of what it means. But to a Jew, you tell me my sin can be taken away? Mm -hmm. We're talking about somebody saying this before the New Testament's written. There is no provision in the Old Testament for the taking away of sin, except for Leviticus 16, mm-hmm. one day a year, on the Day of Atonement. Yeah, typically it was cover the sin, not take it away, cover it. Right, right. Sin is covered. Mm-hmm. Sin is not taken away. So it has to be renewed. Every year you have to bring the sacrifice, the two goats, but you can't do that anymore because the second temple is destroyed. So there is no provision for the taking away of sin. But yet here's declared, John, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and bingo, Lamb of God, the Lamb who redeemed Isaac, Hmm. the Lamb who redeemed Israel from Pharaoh, the Lamb of God who shed blood, marked the doorpost of my heart, whose body I consumed, the lamb at Passover. He came to take away my sin. Greg, my hands shot up faster than you can imagine. (laughs) I ran down that aisle. I said, yes, yes, I believe in my heart. I profess with my mouth that Yeshua is Lord and will be Lord of my life, and I will serve the one who died for me. That was 25 years ago. Hmm. Well, I don't know that I've ever heard you tell it just like that. That's uh, I've heard bits and pieces of it. And you tell that in the book, 315, the yes. genesis of all prophecy. Uh, that is shared in the book uh, and, and more as well uh, about um, the first 45 years of your life living in a traditional Jewish uh, life. Uh, That is uh, very interesting to most of us Gentiles as well who don't have a lot of understanding of of the Jewish way of life. Uh, It is uh, Rabbi Eric Walker, and again, the book 315. It's uh, the new one that's out. We'll continue the conversation when we return on the other side. Stay right here with us, my friends. Greg Davis here, and I want to remind you of Priority Talk's longest-running advertiser. And that's Today's Family Dentistry, your friendly dental practice conveniently located in downtown Coleman. 
Make your appointment to see Dr. David Kim, Dr. Key Tan, or Dr. Stephanie Young, along with an experienced and certified team of dental technicians, along with a friendly staff, I might add, who serve both children and adults with a wide range of dental services. That includes general and restorative care, along with the cosmetic enhancements to meet all of your family's dental needs. Today's Family Dentistry accepts Medicaid for children under 21, Blue Cross Blue Shield All Kids, and most commercial insurances. Give them a call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. That's Today's Family Dentistry located in downtown Coleman. Call today and make your appointment, 256-739-3337. Today's Family Dentistry in downtown Coleman. This is Greg, and I want you to know about my friend Jeff Harding and Alabama Reliable Roofing. Your local roofing expert since 1998, Alabama Reliable Roofing provides residential and commercial clients with exceptional roofing services. Jeff and his experienced team are well equipped to provide repairs and installations of shingle and metal roofs. Look, I know the importance of a roof and that it's one of the biggest investments you make in your home, place of business, or church facilities. Alabama Reliable Roofing understands this as well and has the experience to work with your insurance company in case of storm damage. So whether your roof has suffered from storm damage and needs repairs, or it just may be time for a new roof, you need an inspection to determine the next steps. Company owner Jeff Harding is waiting on your phone call and will be personally involved with every job. Call him at 205-369-9630 for a no-obligation conversation and a free estimate. Look at their work on the Alabama Reliable Roofing Facebook page and then call Jeff at 205-369-9630. Alabama Reliable Roofing. 205-369-9630. Hi, I'm Cricket Carpenter, listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. We return and we continue our conversation with Rabbi Eric Walker. Uh, one of the best friends of this program that uh, we have ever had and a dear brother in Christ for Jason and I alike. His new book is uh, 315, The Genesis of All Prophecy. Uh, we've heard his testimony now, and uh, we uh, continue uh, and sort of start to, to breach this book a little bit. Uh, Eric, I remember, I guess it was it last summer when you just basically uh, uh, the Lord just opened this whole thing up to you, and you, you wrote um, you know, the first draft of this book. And, and I remember, I think there was a Wednesday, you were like, hey, I can't come in, I'm writing a book. <laughs> and uh, you wrote it uh, in a very, uh, at least the first draft of it, in a, in a really tight time frame. It just, it just came quick, didn't it? Well, it did. The, the research part of it, there's over 278 research citations from uh, uh, a library that I've uh, assembled over a period of 25 years of rabbinical text as well as Christian text in trying to resolve the question that I had even as a youth, which was, when did this event that's described in the garden, when was it fulfilled? When did it happen? So the rabbis that I asked sent me on these journeys of saying, well, uh, you need to read, um, you know, what the Talmud says, what, what Rashi says, what, what um, uh, these other writers say, but, but they, all they do is address the snake. They don't address um, 
uh, anything prophetic. And this being the first prophecy of the Bible became something that was really important to me as I studied prophecy. Because as you study prophecy, uh, we tend to lean towards end time or uh, the um, apocalyptic yeah. revelation, Daniel, Isaiah, Ezekiel. But the truth of the matter is, is the first prophecy is the foundation and is included in every one of the other prophecies because they all have the same agenda, and that is to foretell the world that there is an enemy out there who's going to try to destroy the Jewish people. Well, okay, so does that really matter? There's only 15 million Jewish people. Does that really matter? And if you ask a lot of people, to them it doesn't matter. They're not too fond of Israel. They don't like Jews. Well, the truth of the matter is, God's saying in this prophecy that there's going to be enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. And the seed of the serpent will strike the heel of the seed of the woman. And the seed of the woman will crush the head of the seed of the serpent. I want you to imagine that uh, a person goes on trial for murder, and they know that the possibility is a death penalty. They're found guilty of murder in the first degree, and the judge sentenced them to corporate capital punishment to death. They automatically have an appeal, and they begin the process of an appeal and even if they lose the appeal, the next process is the date being set for the date of execution. And they begin the process of delaying or getting a stay of execution. Well, imagine this conversation in the Garden of Eden, where Satan is told that his offspring is going to be have his head crushed by the offspring of the woman. So he's being told how it's going to happen, and he's being told who's going to do it. He's just not told when. Mm -hmm. So what does he do? He does the same thing that convicted murderer does. He begins his process of appeal and then stays of execution. If I can eliminate the seed of the woman, if I can take the seed out of the picture, then my enemy is defeated. And so as we follow that seed line, which is so essential, and God is, for, in his word, has used agriculture so much so that it's foundational to understanding the text of almost all Scripture is to understand agriculture. It was in a grand society. It was talking to people that were growing things, raising cattle, farming, uh, the land. And so the seed is so important, and the seed line is so important. But if you eliminate that seed and you stop the seed of the woman from being born, well, what happens? Satan rules the earth. Mm -hmm. So, we begin to watch an agenda unfold, and that agenda is very, very clear, that there are enemies of the Jews who are going to try to annihilate. We look at people like Pharaoh, 
killing the boys. That's the seed line. We look at Haman, who wants to annihilate all the Jews. We look at Herod, who wants to kill all the boys. What was it, two or three years or younger? We see Hitler killing a million children and six million Jews trying to cut off the seed line of Messiah. Right. Well, these are important factors in understanding the very foundation of Scripture and of all prophecy, because Jesus himself says in Matthew 23, 37 to 39, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who stoned the prophets and rejected the one sent to you, like a mother hen longs to gather her chicks, how I long to gather you back to me, but you were not willing. Look, your house is left to you desolate. O Jerusalem, you will not see me again until you cry out, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Right. So without the Jews, Jesus doesn't come back. You know, Greg, you led a church and have, have pastored churches for a long time. And you know that in the world today, statistically, there's approximately, under the covering of believer in Christ, about three to three and a half billion is the estimated number, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So, so if on Sunday, three and a half billion people get together and in one voice cry out, Come, Jesus, come. Why is that not loud enough? Why is Jesus not come back? Hmm. If three and a half billion people are crying for his return, why? It's because there's a missing voice. Right. And the missing voice is the Jewish voice. And so in this book, I try to identify, look, how did we get here? What are all the misunderstandings that led to replacement theology? And yes, I break down and talk about the Baptist Church and the Methodist Church and the Catholic Church, and I'm not talking about the people in the pews. I'm talking about the doctrinal statements and foundations that these denominations were founded upon that were anti-Jewish and promoted replacement theology. Paul made it clear in Romans 1.16 when he said, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation for all who believe, to the Jew first, not to the Jew better. But Greg, we've missed the mark, because for 2,000 years, it hasn't been the great commission, it's been the great omission. Mm -hmm. And we have omitted the Jews in this narrative, because we tell Jews, if you want to believe in Jesus, you have to convert. The Bible doesn't say that. No. Man says that. In fact, Ephesians 2, Paul writes these words. He says, from the two, from the two, two distinct people, Jew and Gentile, from the two, he shall make one, one new man. Meaning, I have to be Jewish. Whether I believe in Jesus or not, I'm not converting. Paul didn't convert. He didn't stop being Jewish. Yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, Paul, Mary, nobody stopped being Jewish. No, and it's foolish to think or to ask someone to think that's what they should do. Um, that's a 
Yeah. Uh, this and much, much more in the book, uh, 315, uh, just like Genesis 315. It's 315, the genesis of all prophecy, Rabbi Eric E. Walker. The foreword by Carl Gallops, and uh, the book is uh, available now. It is amazing. I've got it. Uh, I had the, the the early draft last year that I uh, spent time in, and uh, I, I think uh, the book got better and better and better, Eric, until the final version uh, is here. He's going to continue with us uh, into the new hour. We don't often do that, but we're going to do it today. Uh, Rabbi Eric Walker visiting with us, and uh, we'll continue the conversation. And uh, look at this 315. I mean, uh, this is just an amazing, amazing uh, teaching all through church history. It is uh, wonderful. We will be right back with another hour. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, Amazon.com. You can get it in both paperback and Kindle. All righty. Yep, and we've got that linked up at our Facebook page as well. Amazon, it's there. You can get the uh, copy mailed to you or download on your Kindle. We will be right back. Another hour of Priority Talk Live. Stay right here with us, my friends. It's time to raise your voice. It's time to be heard. Because everything counts. Everything matters. Good news. Christian values. Alabama's Christian Talk Radio. With Greg Davis. Priority Talk. It is Priority Talk. We are live and glad to have you along with us. Uh, we're right here on this uh, Wednesday, July 6th, and we are visiting with Rabbi Eric Walker. We're doing that live on WXJC Radio 101.1 FM. We do it 4 to 6, Monday through Friday. And, of course, uh, some of you may be listening later at the Priority Talk Radio daily podcast or conversations with Greg Davis, as we will uh, highlight this among many other conversations uh, there at our uh, podcast. You can find it all at PriorityTalkRadio.com. All the links are there. You'll find it and uh, also uh, the videos as well. So we encourage you to find the website and check it out. Uh, We are uh, visiting with a longtime dear friend, Rabbi Eric Walker. Uh, He is uh, not able to be with us in studio any longer, but we've got him on the phone today, and uh, we're catching up, and we're uh, learning more and more about his new book, 315, The Genesis of All Prophecy. Uh, Now, last hour, some of you are just now joining us, but last hour, uh, Eric took a a few moments and shared his uh, testimony of uh, being um, in a traditional Jewish uh, family and lifestyle for the first 45 years of his life before he heard that Jesus was a Jew, and that really began to turn things in, in your mind. And uh, then he uh, has went into some of the uh, the overview of the book that's out. But um, I know a lot of you are going, hey, there's Rabbi Walker. And uh, yes, here he is. He is with us today after uh, several, several months of, uh, of, uh, of being not with us. And uh, this was the regular time slot, too, on Wednesdays. So that's exciting to get you back in here on a Wednesday. So, Eric, thank you for being with us today, my friend. 
Glad to be back. It is great. Um, now, the testimony, it's all in the book. Uh, what you talked about last uh, last segment is all in the book. So if you missed that, go back and listen later or just get the book. It's there at Amazon. You can get the uh, the paperback or you can get the uh, the Kindle version as well. I've got the paperback here in my hand. It is wonderful. Um, and Eric, you, I, I was saying this yesterday. You have a real gift for, and, and this is a gift because not everyone can do it, but you have a gift for taking um, the complicated and making it simple, taking the difficult and making it easy to understand. And I think that's what you've done once again in this book. You've taken things that are that are hard for people to, to grasp, but you have a way of making them very graspable for people to be able to get. Uh, does that just come naturally to you, or do you just really have to, to wade through it and work it down so, so we can get it? No, I'm just that simple-minded. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> just that simple-minded. Yeah. yeah. You know, where uh, uh, King Solomon, uh, of course, in Proverbs, so many profound things, but he says where there are many words, sin abounds. And there are those that are loquacious and wax on and on and on. And the message of the Bible, we've complicated it so much, and it's really clear. And the scarlet, not thread, but the scarlet ripcord that runs through it is Genesis 3.15. And it's thematic in every chapter of every book of the entirety of the Bible, all the way until it's fulfilled in its final fulfillment of Genesis 3.15 in the garden and the new heaven and in the new earth. Right, and you you trace it the entire way through the book. You really do. All the way through step-by-step from the prophecies from Daniel to Ezekiel, talking about the manifestation of Satan's influence, second chances, the rise of the counterfeit seed, how Islam plays a part, the rise in anti-Semitism, the coming battle, the events leading to the millennial reign. But a real appeal comes when... People have been, Greg, for my 25 years, I've heard the rapture, the second coming, the uh, the great taking away, the tribulation, and we wait, 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 and we keep hearing the message, and what are we supposed to do while we wait? Well, I've devoted a whole chapter to while we wait, and much of it, much of it is taken directly from the Bible, from Romans 11, mm-hmm. because Romans 11 is the instruction to the church as to what we are to do while we wait. And it may not have ever been presented that way to anyone else before, but as I researched and prepared for this book, my statement was, if you are a believer in the Jewish Messiah, and have harbored anti-Semitic, anti-Jewish, or anti-Israel sentiments, you must repent of this, as it is an unbiblical position. If you have allowed replacement theology or believe in any way that God has broken His covenant with Israel, 
then you must ask yourself, if God can break his eternal covenant with Israel, mm. then why couldn't he break yeah. his covenant with you? Yeah. Paul made it perfectly clear in Romans 11. And in that, he tells us who we are in Messiah, engrafted into the commonwealth of Israel. So knowing that, and not hearing that message from the pulpit, pastors are not putting on their church signs, welcome in, grafted in to the commonwealth of Israel. We've become a Jesus only, we've almost forsaken the Father, we've almost denied the Holy Spirit, you don't talk about the Holy Spirit in church, the Father is relegated to a supporting role, as if Jesus came through the birth canal carrying a three-ring binder with his plan of salvation. Mm. But it was all designed to bring us back to the Father, to bring us back into unity. Remember what he said to us at Babel? Such a profound statement. He said, if these people do this in one accord, in one voice, nothing nothing will be impossible for them. Mm. Imagine, Greg, if we came together, looked at the real mission of the Bible, and that was to bring Jew and Gentile together, one and Messiah, joining together, proclaiming the good news in a way that was not provoking or divisive, that was not exclusive but inclusive, and drew people in because of the love we have for each other. Imagine that. What would happen? Mm. Well, there's so nothing, in the book, nothing that couldn't be done. Nothing that couldn't be done if we do this in unity. Mm. And so, in the book, uh, I I, I close the book with a message from the heart of the rabbi. And uh, I know that we're coming up on a break, and uh, you've got other things going on, but I wanted to read this. Even if you never read the book, I want you to know my heart. May I share that? Yes, yes, I was going to ask you to do that, so that's wonderful. Uh, It says, Dear beloved reader, thank you for taking this journey with me through my history, the history of the Jewish people, and the history of of the Church. As difficult as it may be for many to recount the facts of history, my heart is more burdened about today and your standing before the Lord. I wrote this book to illustrate how far we have drifted from God's truth and the rise in what will ultimately eternally separate you from God. My heart is heavy, not because of what has been done, because so many have fallen into Satan's trap without knowing. It's my prayer that after reading this book, you'll find yourself realizing that you might have been one who heard those dreaded words, depart from me, I never knew you. But now you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We've devoted so much of our time to getting people into the kingdom that we've allowed lies and deception to cloud our understanding of Israel, the Jews, and God's end-time plan for mankind. This book is not written to find fault or condemn any part of Judaism or Christianity. It is not a condemnation of thousands of years of documented history. It's a clarion call to remember the past and to learn from it so we find ourselves on the right side of heaven. It is God's desire that none shall perish, and I share that same desire. It is with your eternal future in mind that I've written this book. 
Many of the chapters might have been hard to read as they chronicle a demonically inspired agenda to rid the earth of a seed line of Messiah. My prayer is that those who have accepted Jesus as a part of God's plan of redemption, but who have been ensnared in the teachings of man, will find the strength to grab hold of God's truth and cross over from the goat side to the sheep side. It's far better to lose a human friend for rejecting unsound doctrine than to forego your eternal salvation. I fully expect to receive many comments on the content of this book and the message contained within, but history and the Bible are on my side. I've made every effort to let history speak for itself, but like King David, we too must cry out to God with these words from Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I invite you to reach out to me at Rabbi Eric at ignitinganation.com with your comments and questions, or to pray for wisdom and understanding. My heart yearns for you not to be on my side, but on the Lord's side, so that we can spend eternity together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance toward you and give you his peace. With all my love and Messiah, I leave it with you. Well, amen. Uh, yeah, that is the uh, the closing words of the book, and I think that tells you the spirit in which it's written. Um, there's so much in here that uh, the average uh the average Gentile, and I'll say many of our listeners, uh, Protestant uh, uh, churchgoers, uh, you're just going to have the Bible opened up to you. Um, I mean, without understanding the seed line uh, and and how it runs uh, throughout Scripture, uh, Eric, would it be fair to say you you really haven't put it all together until you do that? Is that is that too much too much of an overstatement? I, I don't believe it is. I, b- I believe that it's what makes it simple is when you understand this seed line that extends from Genesis 3 all the way through the end of Revelation, and you see it all come to pass. Everything fits neatly together. People have been looking to string these pearls together. They talk about string the pearls, string the pearls, string the pearls. This is the string that the pearls sit on. And without that, you just have a bunch of loose pearls. Yeah. This is what ties it all together. Yeah. And it's what, for me, brought home the message and made it so clear that I had no choice but to write this book. Yeah, and you, you literally had a, had been looking for this answer and trying to put this together since, what would you say, you are 15 years old? About 15 years old. And, and I guess it was, uh, and not to say you didn't have it all put together, but... Last year, it sort of crystallized for you, didn't It's in the format that you were able to present it this way. It was, and it, and it was because I wrestled so much with exposing the and, and, and documenting history of Protestantism and, Christ, and, and Catholicism that are not, um, they're not pretty, and they're not biblically sound in regards to the Jews, but it's history, and it's not something that we can change, but we can learn from. And unless we expose it, 
it's going to happen again. And it is happening because it hasn't been exposed. People have written me and said there has never been another book written like this ever, ever, ever. This is the only one, and I've had to read it one, two, and three times mm-hmm. to grasp the magnitude of what doctrine has been promoted and repeated and taught in seminary that's not biblically sound when it comes to lining up with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not taking a shot at pastors or seminaries. I'm saying, look, let's look at the Bible, let's look at history, and let's fix this. We have time. There are still events to unfold. While those events are unfolding, why don't we get on board and do what we're called to do and bring healing to the nations and join together with the Jews and and the Church and come together, one in Messiah, and bring a unified message to the world that shows that kind of love for Jesus, the Jewish Messiah. Yeah. Uh, Eric, my my fear would be for, I think, a lot of our listeners is not that they have been uh, misled, some I'm sure, but uh, I think the majority of the people listening to us now uh, probably not misled. They just haven't been led at all to understand the Jewish Messiah from that perspective. Right. They, 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 don't, they don't understand it at all. Uh, and so this book what, what, is really going to take you, and, and it's really simple. I mean, honestly, don't let this sound don't let this sound complicated to you. This is a simple book. Now, it's scholarly, and, and, and it's there, but he writes it in such a simple way and, and strings it together, as he says, that um, that anyone's going to be able to take this and understand it. And uh, if, you, if you haven't understood um, how all the Old Testament and the New Testament fits together, um, these prophecies and those prophecies and what is to come, this book's going to put it all together for you. And then when you read and study your Bible— you're going to sort of get it in maybe a whole new way. Sort of like when you go to Israel for the first time and you're in the Holy Land, the Bible sort of comes alive to you. I think the same thing's going to happen when people read this book. Greg, the bottom line is is the people can't be held responsible for things they didn't know. Yes. But once they read the book, they're going to know. And it's what they do after they know. And that's going to be a crossroads. I want to encourage everybody to read the book and then give a copy to their pastors, to the ministry teams. Have small groups talk through this and say, what can we do to answer the biblical mandate? This isn't Rabbi Eric's mandate. This is God's mandate. And it's laid out in Scripture. He mandates this. Jesus said two times. First of all, he sent the disciples and he said, don't go to the Gentiles. Go to the Jews, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He said to the woman at the table, I didn't come for you. I came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. All that is overlooked. Not to say that this was exclusive. At the time, he was there as the Messiah of the Jews to fulfill the Passover. Yeah, it wasn't exclusive, but it, but it, was, but it was the emphasis, for sure. It, it, it was, and it became the foundation of Paul's statement to the Jew first. This was the order of Jesus, and Paul was confirming that order, take the gospel to the Jew first. Yeah. We need to learn how to do that in a way that's going to be effective, that's going to bring about the return of Messiah and victory for the kingdom. Well, in regards to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, uh, most denominations, churches barely mention 
uh, that, or, you know, not say they avoid it, but I don't think it gets as much, it doesn't get the emphasis maybe that it should. And uh, you certainly uh, give it, uh, give it an explanation in this book that's easy to understand. It is 315. It is the genesis of all prophecy. Rabbi Eric E. Walker, we've got the link at our Priority Talk Facebook page. Go there and uh, get the uh, the book or get the Kindle version, either one. But this is a must-read. And, Eric, I tell them, I'm not doing a lot of book interviews nowadays. I've done a lot of them in the past, and you have as well. Right. I'm not doing many. I only do interview books on ones that I truly, truly, truly uh, believe in and believe they have um, a message that must be heard. 315, the genesis of, genesis of all prophecy. Eric, stay in touch, my friend. We'll talk again. God bless you. Thank you, and love to all of Birmingham, all my great followers. Follow me on Facebook. Lots of new exciting things happening. The future is alive. I'm alive and well. Uh, teachings are continuing every Monday night until we're finished with the book of Exodus, and then watch for news to come. Yeah, big things coming. All right, Eric, we got to go, my friend. Take care. God bless. God bless you. All right, 315, the Genesis of, Genesis of All Prophecy. We'll be right back. Priority Talk. Fox Mortgage has been such a help for not only me, but my parents 15 years ago, and now recently my brother and his wife just closed on their first home too. So they've definitely made a huge impact on my whole family. My name is Erin, and um, my husband and I recently started the first time home buying experience and we heard about Fox Mortgage through my parents. They actually bought a home and went through the process with Mr. Jim Corey and his family about 15 years ago. We were really impressed with Mr. Corey and his family and how personal they were and how they took our questions and really invested in my family with this first time home buying experience. Mr. Corey did a great job of calling me, asking me how I was doing, answering any questions that we had about the process, which I think is really important, especially when you're buying your first house. Call now, 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, where we're quick as a fox. NMLS, Fox Mortgage, 184762, Jim Corey, 212055. We are so proud to have Fox Mortgage President Jim Corey and his staff be a part of our program. Call them for your mortgage needs at 205-661-6868. They're the best in the business. This is Greg, and I want to thank you so much for listening. Healthcare that's budget-friendly and faith-based, it might sound like a pipe dream, but it's not. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is more than just a way to handle expensive medical costs. It's a nonprofit that brings together Christians from around the world and enables them to support each other financially and spiritually. Monthly gift payments are low, and you can rest easy knowing your gift is supporting fellow Christians. CHM has been serving Christians for over 40 years and satisfied billions of dollars worth of eligible medical bills and for hundreds of thousands of Christians. They're a BBB accredited ministry and the only health cost share ministry endorsed by Dave Ramsey. Are you ready to live out your faith in all areas of your life? CHM, bringing Christians together through healthcare since 1981. Visit chministries.org/gather to join a family of believers today. That's chministries.org/gather to join a family of believers today. Hi, this is Steve Arterburn, the author of The 7-Minute Marriage Solution. You're listening to Greg Davis on Priority Talk. I couldn't have meant it any more that uh, this is a book that um, you 
gotta get it's just a must reader um it, it's one that's um not just a feel good not one that's just a uh oh i've heard that before mm. i mean you've heard some of this but i'm telling you it's going to help put it together you're going to understand uh, the catholic church the protestant church islam uh the jewish people uh you're going to understand prophecy from 315 all the way to the end of revelation uh, all the way till till the future it, it 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 like he said it's the string that the pearls are on it puts it all together brings it all together and uh, and eric does have a way i think it is the genius of him that god has gifted him in a way to not take simple things and make them complicated but to take complicated things and make them simple and that's what he does and uh, and sometimes you, you, that's easy to overlook you know, there are people who write and speak in a way that they, they take things that are really not that difficult. But when they get through, you're kind of like, wow, I'm not, that was good, but I'm not even sure what they said. And I sure couldn't go and do anything with it. And he's just the opposite of that. He, he takes subjects that you ordinarily would look at and would, wouldn't even go there. You just go, oh, man, that's big. That's heavy. That's deep. And, uh, and he gets you into it, and you're through it and understand it, and you go, wow. That wasn't so bad. And that's what he does. Um, Eric and I have traveled to Israel together. Jason's been to Israel with Eric as well. And uh, we've uh, had that those teachings over in the land. And it's uh, one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about uh, taking uh, more of you as well. Uh, Eric is not, not making that trip uh, currently. And so, um, you know, go with us. But, uh, man, I'm, you know, as I look through this book, and I read the, uh, the first ver- version of it last year. And I'm just telling you, this version is uh, 50% better. I'm not going to say double better, but it's 50% better than was the uh, the version from last year. But um, if you've uh, never understood um, the difference in Israel or Palestine, <laughs> uh, if you've never understood, um, he talked about replacement theology, that's in there. If you don't understand really the role that Islam plays in world events, past, present, and future, uh, that's in here. Um, church history is there. You'll 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 learn about Rome, and uh, and the relationship of Rome with the with the church, um, all the way through the Inquisitions, all the way into modern day denominations. Um, I just this is one of those things where you go, wow, how did I ever really gain understanding from the Bible before I put all this together. And maybe there's some of you out there who have it all put together, but I don't think there's any of us that would read this and not learn a lot, quite honestly. Okay, let's take your phone calls when we come back. Your thoughts at 205-941-1011, Priority Talk Live, WXJC Radio. Daryl Strawberry used to bring crowds to their feet with his towering home runs at Shea Stadium. But he didn't find peace until he fell on his knees before God. Now he's coming to an event near you. The 413 Men's Conference will be held at Jasper High School in Jasper on Friday night, July 15th and Saturday, July 16th. 
It will be an opportunity to hear great speakers like Strawberry, Alabama's Jeremiah Castile, and Auburn football's Chet Williams. But it will also be a venue to get biblical and practical tools to work through the issues of life and step into a spiritual leadership role in your circles of influence. To register, visit PriorityTalkRadio.com forward slash events. Take the first step towards a breakthrough. We'll see you there. Hey, Priority Talk listeners, Greg Davis here, and I want to tell you about the newest sponsor to the show, and that's Pesty.com. Pesty.com is pest control just done better. Pesty.com uses pro-grade formulas to defend your home against all kinds of pests, and it's delivered directly to your door. It's easy to use and safe for the kids and pets. And at one quarter of the cost of traditional pest control companies, it's a no-brainer. Pesty.com is backed by 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means if you're not satisfied, they'll refund your money 100%. So check them out at Pesty.com, that's P-E-S-T-I-E.com, and protect your home or business this season. Make sure you use the promo code GREG at checkout. That's Pesty.com and use the promo code G-R-E-G at checkout to save 10% off your order. And now, back to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. My life be like... It is Priority Talk. We get into the uh, last half hour of the program. Thank you for being with us. Rabbi Eric Walker's book. We've got the link there at our Facebook page, Priority Talk Facebook. You'll find it, 315, the genesis of all prophecies. Uh, this is one we'll, uh, we'll, keep in, uh, we'll keep very close by. Jason, beautiful cover as well. Did oh, you absolutely. make? Did you make that cover? No, no. Shoot, I, 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 I got a little bit of artfulness in me, but I ain't that good. <laughs> Man, that's really good, isn't it? That is really good. Wow, I had not really looked at it that closely. Man, right. this is attractive. Rabbi book. knows how to find really good art stuff that would for for what he's trying to put out. Yeah, he, he always he always finds some of the best stuff. Yeah, and we'll and we'll tie in now. Jason um, met Rabbi Walker back in what about? 11 or 12? 2013, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, began doing some uh, video work for him. Yeah, I, st- I became his producer. And going to all of his uh, live teachings and videoing them mm-hmm. and then archiving them and putting them out mm-hmm. and doing that part. And then um, then was uh, yeah, we had, with we him had, full time. Yeah, we had a full broadcast uh, igniting a nation for about four years. Yeah. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the, 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 the only thing that really got us was COVID. Yeah. It, it got us and it impacted us financially. Because you guys did live, um, live what, we, uh, we live several streamed, hours a day? Yeah, we, we, we live streamed about three hours a mm-hmm. day. Uh, and we, we loved everyone that we were, you know, mm-hmm. able to not just to interview, but, but the people that were following us as well. Sure. We had a huge following in. In, in both India, Pakistan. Um, and then oh what gosh. happened is that, um, of course, Jason and I had met one another at, at Eric's, you know, teachings and events. When I would be there, we would meet each other, see each other, and talk or visit for a moment. We didn't know each other well, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, as we were looking for a new producer here for our program last year, you know, when I started back, we were still sort of figuring things out, settling in. And uh, one day uh, Eric was here. He was sitting there at the end of the table, actually, and I was <laughs> sitting right here. We were trying to video somehow and sitting over there for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. Um, you know, I mentioned something about, you know, I'm needing somebody that can do this and this and this. And he said, uh, call Jason. Yeah. 
Yeah, I said, I, do you think Jason would do this? He said, this I bet he would. Time. Yeah, I've been doing this for a long time. If, 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 this is my first, like, dipping my toes into the radio. water for the first time for radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as... And I remember saying, you think Jason would do it? I, you know, I was sort of like... Yeah. And he was like, well, only one way to find out. Yeah, had to, yeah and he called, he asked, and, yeah. he, and when I talked to you too. And yeah. uh, it's just, it's something that's been in my blood for a long time as, as, as far as production goes, whether it's video audio uh live streaming and stuff like that that I, i've been doing that for too many years now and it once it gets into your system you just don't yeah. really ever get rid of well, it. well and if you need audio or video protect uh production jason jason is your guy uh, i'll make you look good and he, sound he, he can do both um, <laughs> but i'll tell you his video production is just uh, off the scale there's no doubt about it and does Thank a lot you. of great work for a lot of great people uh, and we're we're glad to have him here with us but i'm just i'm just sort of trying to tie it all together that's yeah, how it's, uh, it's well and it, i tell you that I miss working with Rabbi Walker because uh, he and I, it, it's funny, for the four years that we were together on that program, mm-hmm. um, it's just, I, we're with one another every day and we, we've we, you know, formed a brothership. Mm-hmm. That, that he felt more like an older brother that I could lean on and talk to and learn from. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that growing up, obviously. I was the oldest in, 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 of, of my siblings. But um, to have that and have his mentorship there, I had yeah. questions so many questions i was raised church of god uh and a lot of the times growing up i was told you don't question you don't ask this you don't yeah. ask that i was told this is what you need to believe well you hear but that in a lot of churches i, yeah. I hear you, you you do and part of the thing was is i had so many questions about about noah about uh you know adam and eve about you know what happened at, mm-hmm. at the tower of babel what happened with jericho what you know who were these these creatures called the nephilim who yeah. who, who were they <laughs> I, I i really i, I wanted yeah. to know and i started doing my own research and i did a lot of it right before i met rabbi walker and so you had just enough information to be dangerous I had you went, ju- no going I had to ju- him i had just enough to where i could <laughs> ask questions i could ask questions yeah. and then be able to ingest and digest yeah what he was what he was feeding to me and uh it was it was like it was almost like he walked up and said well here's the door right here i'm going to twist the knob and a floodgate's going to open yeah. up and it's exactly what it well did. And that and was my experience me so much he would come in this room and sit and i would have him on every now and then and he would come in and uh I would ask one question, and uh, then he would talk a while, mm-hmm. and then I didn't even know what to ask next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, quite honestly, yeah, many well, times I, I, I was like, I don't even but, know where to go from there. That's what I always loved about working with him is that you can tap that, press that one button, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you're going to get way more than you asked for, but the way he puts it and brings it to you, he rounds everything off so mm-hmm. well that he gives you this neat, huge package that you get to take home with you. And just you, you, you re- it, it, is, it, to me, it's always been like spiritual sustenance. Yeah. It's been a way to satisfy and satiate the soul with, with that n- biblical knowledge. And that, that, that part for me, just alone, that's been a blessing. And, and to be able to know him and to call him brother uh, and, and to watch him uh, do what he does and has done over the years with with, with his ministry and with, and with the broadcast as well was was really just it was a joy and a pleasure to be a part of it and, yeah. and, a, and a huge experience for me yeah well that puts it together for some people that uh, maybe are newer to the show who who haven't been with me 10 years or even for the last year uh, if you're just sort of now finding us because that happens all the time i get messages you know on social media and things going hey just found your program we're listening uh you know and they want to you know know you know they've got questions or things like that and and uh, we welcome all that but uh, every now and then we have to go back and sort of 
circle the wagons up and let everybody know, you know, how we got here. And so that's our relationship with Rabbi Walker. And then last year, uh, he ended up uh, moving to Florida as he uh, hit his 70s and uh, did what a lot of people do and start moving that direction uh, with family and things like that. Warmer so, weather, closer to being year-round. Yeah. I don't blame him. I'm, I, yeah. I'm very tempted to do the same thing sometimes. So we, uh, so we lost him as far as in person, but we, we communicate regularly. Uh, we text a lot and uh, talk from time to time, um, but we do a lot of texting and checking in with one another. So uh, anyway, we love him and uh, are, are thankful for his book and the time that he spent with us today. And we'll, we'll put that, that'll be on our daily podcast um, this evening or look for it in the morning. And then uh, also we'll get it there to our Conversations with Greg Davis podcast as well. And uh, you can go back if you didn't hear all of that, because uh, boy, there was a lot in there. We'll let you hear that as well. Hey, one story uh, as, as we sort of, you know, not round out the show quite yet, but one thing I did want to mention, I... Man, I just found this really good. There's a video of this, of the guy talking. But um, this comes out of South Africa. Um, This guy, a co-founder of a satanic movement in South Africa. Now, what you're about to hear is what we need to hear more of. This is sort of like uh, the, the remedy to what we see going on. When people are going, why, how could this happen? Okay. It's the work of Satan. So this guy is a co-founder of a satanic movement in South Africa. And uh, he's speaking out now and talking. There's a video. Uh, It's just too long for us to try to share it. So I'm going to try to summarize it for you uh, about how he has left that after his heart was overcome with the love of Jesus. Uh, His name is, uh, I'm going to go at it here, Rion Swiggler. Whether that's it or not, that's what we're calling it. Not not opposed to his cousin Leon Jiggler. I, I mean, yes. I mean, it's a last name S W I E G E L A A R M O U S E. Okay, he's a former reverend at the South African Satanic Church, the S A S C. And uh, back in May, he stepped down, and on uh, the fourth of July, he just spoke out on a video. He said, "I'm doing this live video." Because uh, many more than 100 people on WhatsApp and many on Facebook are sending messages wanting to know, why did I leave the South African Satanic Church, as well as why did I turn my back on Satanism? So if you don't think that's a real thing, it is. Yeah. To be very honest, I initially thought I will slip out of the back door quietly, and I didn't really think people would be this interested in why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm going to talk from my experience. I'm going to go... Uh, going to talk about my choices. Um, so he comes from what he calls a personal space, but with an open heart. He said, I actually feel it's time more people just start talking, speaking their their truth. I don't like that term, their truth. There's not your truth. There's just the truth. One truth. Yeah, yeah that's God's truth. truth. Okay. He Look, the guy was just a Satanist as of two months ago, so let's give yeah. him a break. Yeah. So I'm certainly encouraging people to do that as well by doing this video. Uh, He said, I got involved with Satanism because at the time it resonated with me, being very broken and sad without realizing it. I think the reason a lot of people resonate with Satanism is that they come from a very broken place. That's important for us to hear. He's telling you why the worship of Satan was compelling to him and resonated with him, coming from a broken place. 
I've met thousands of Satanists over the last three years, and I'm not saying the intentions are bad. They are extremely broken and extremely hurt. That's the one thing we all have in common. Wow. Yep. That's the majority of them. Holding back tears in the video, he explained that he turned against Satanism after experiencing unconditional Christian love. He said, I've never known unconditional love in my whole life, and up to today, there's only four Christians in my whole life that have shown me what unconditional love is. I want to thank those four people. Words cannot express what you've done for me. To show someone love is everything, it's not a simple thing. You've showed me everything. You've showed me the love of Christ. I've seen it in you. Uh, he pointed out that the love was shown to him during a time when he, he said he was a monster and an ugly person. And, uh, and he has turned to Christ now. Um, he said uh, there was a, a lady in May. He was giving a, a, an interview as a representative of the Satanic Church of South Africa on a radio station. And following the interview, a woman working for the station uh, came to him and demonstrated God's love in an unexpected way. He said, I told her, I don't believe in Jesus and I don't believe Jesus Christ exists because I didn't. She came to me after the interview and I said that and she hugged me and held me in a way that I'd never been loved. That's all she did. She just said it was nice to meet me in person. A week later on WhatsApp, through her status, I saw this woman as a Christian. I've never had a Christian do that. I never experienced a Christian showing that much love and acceptance unconditionally. And after I said the things I said, she did that. That stayed with me. A week later, he was performing a satanic ritual by himself, which he said was geared towards gaining more power and influence as a Satanist. He said, I did this ritual and I opened myself up and Jesus appeared. And I was extremely cocky and I said, if you're Jesus, you need to prove it. And he flooded me with the most beautiful love and energy and I recognized it immediately because that woman at the radio station had showed it to me. That's how I recognized the love of Christ. Swiggler said he didn't think he was worthy of God's love because he'd been living a, he'd been living a, a homosexual life. For the past month, he's been having a real conversation with God, and the kingdom of God is not a gated community, he said. It's open for everybody. So then he closed out the video, and it's, it's a little lengthy, too long for us to play, by assuring his followers that he would be, uh, be posting more material about his relationship with Christ. So, um, no, it was too much. Um, I, it's not, it, I think the summary is good. So, uh, Jason's wanting to know if we want to play it. I, I think I was say, I, I got I got the audio levels up if you decided, if you had like a yeah. little snippet of it or something you yeah, wanted to play. Yeah, I, I, I'd want to be careful with it. Um, Plus, but, that South African accent might yeah, be a little thick yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that's just, look, it's what we need more of. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy goes on a radio show and is belligerent toward Christ. Yeah. And she is nice to him and thanks him and hugs him mm -hmm. in a way that he could feel there was unconditional love. She wasn't judging him or thinking less of him. I'm sure her heart was broken for him. I'm sure. And then... God's able to confirm that to him. Yeah. And I know some of you will get funny with the Jesus appeared to me and all that kind of stuff. But look, I, we've interviewed um, 
He's, We've interviewed Muslims on here. I was just about to say Past that. Muslims. I have a friend of mine who... And, and they all report seeing visions of Jesus. Yeah. That's how he comes to them. Yeah. I have, okay. I mean, I have I'm just... a friend just, of mine that that happened to her. She, she was... She was born and raised in a muslim controlled country she's refused she has to keep her you know her her non-belief in 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 islam a a secret uh and i think she's expressed to me on at least two different occasions in her life she had jesus come to her in a dream yeah uh, and she knew with without a doubt who he was before he ever said a thing it's not so much a an american thing no it's worldwide well I, yeah but i'm just saying you hear more of that you hear a lot of it out of the east yeah. you see that a lot I, you know i i don't know I, I can't explain it all but i know uh even when rabbi walker was coming here we we did week after week after week after week on islam every friday he would yeah. teach for two hours you remember when he did that series oh yeah and uh we we came across testimony after testimony of of former muslims who gave that same testimony? Yeah, and so you know, I, I don't dismiss it. And uh, look, whatever it was, this guy now has uh, has come out and given his life to Christ and is being public with it. So praise God. That's what we need more of. Okay, and I'm not saying this guy, but if you see this guy and you see his tattoos and you see the way he uh, marked himself up and everything, I mean, you go, man, God is real. Okay, let's take a break. Two zero five nine four one. One zero one one. We hadn't really opened up the phone lines today, but if you want to call in here at the end of the program, we'll have a couple of minutes. 205-941-1011. Priority Talk. This is Bailey. And this is Lil. We just bought our first home through Fox Mortgage. Sisters Bailey and Lil talk about their experience working with Jody Davidson at Fox Mortgage. So when we first started the house buying process, our parents referred us to Fox Mortgage. When they bought their home, they said it was just a great process. We used Jody with Fox Mortgage and she was very, very helpful, quick with our responses to our silly questions. Uh, Again, we were very not experienced in the home buying process. When we went to closing on our to close on our house, we were told that we had the lowest interest rate for that day that they had seen in a while as well. They made the first time home buying experience extremely easy and a smooth process. Call 661-6868. Fox Mortgage, quick as a fox. NMLS Fox Mortgage 184762. Look, whether you're looking for your dream home or a refinance, Jim and his team will work to find the right loan program for you at the lowest rate. Jim's ready to go to work for you today. Call him, 205-661-6868. Hi, I'm Dr. Gary Chapman, author of The Five Love Languages, and you're listening to Priority Talk with Greg Davis. And we're back at 7 minutes till 6 p.m. Glad you're with us. And now let's do go to the phones and uh, speak to one of our favorite uh, friends uh, here for many, many years. Menzor calling us right here out of Birmingham. <laughs> hey, Menzor. I tried to catch you before you went on vacation. I didn't believe it would get you. Uh, Ruby Wade, praise the Lord, brother. It yeah. was a concerted effort of everybody. Yeah. If we had to do anything, it wouldn't have happened, brother. So anyway, yeah. it's a, it was a red letter 
year, whatever decade. Well, Menzor, you know, not to uh, not to brag on you personally, but but for, so people can understand the kind of uh, the kind of work that's been done and the sacrifices that have been made. You you've you spent um, thousands, probably, of hours standing outside of abortion clinics, um, yeah. praying and trying to offer hope to women who were coming that direction. Um, mm-hmm. how, how many times have you been arrested, Menzor? Oh, around 36. Yeah. I mean, yeah. folks, that, that's, I, the, I that's, that's what, the kind of sacrifices what, what, that what went in. What the jail food is. <laughs> yep. Uh, 30, 36 different times. Um, uh-huh. and so, you know, I, I just want to – that's the kind of sacrifices that uh, people have made. And, and hopefully we've all sacrificed in our own way. Uh, and, and you had your calling, and we all have our calling. And I, I know it. We all do. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. We all have a role to play. But yeah, I, I got I, involved like about around thirty-five years ago. I did a couple of marches, but a friend of mine she kept me to come down to the clinic. And when they said the rescue came to Birmingham, that's when I came about thirty-three and a half years ago. Matter of fact, I got in contact with her yesterday, and we went to the fish market. I said, "Every every baby saved, you're responsible also, because I'm your protege." Well, amen, amen. Well, men's or you know what? It, it would that. be my privilege to take you to the fish market one day. Can I do that? Yeah, oh man, yeah, wow, well, be great just to be face to face with you. Yeah, look, and don't 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 hang up, don't hang up, because I want to let Jason get your phone number for me, because uh, I, yeah, I don't have yeah. it, but I, I'd love to do that. But um, and and okay. the other the other I, compelling part of Menzor's story, and he's told it here in studio with us. We met through the radio. We didn't know each other prior. Sure. Was uh, being there uh, the day that the the new women all women clinic was bombed in Birmingham, and you you yeah, were you right. were there doing what you did every day, and uh-huh. uh, and Menzor, give the short you you were the last person were you the last person to talk to uh, yeah, Sandy Sanderson? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, when he walked down before he turned right, walk in, uh, he turned and looked at me, and I looked at him. And I was right there, and uh, we didn't say anything. And so okay. and then it happened just shortly afterwards. Yeah, the fellow at the fish market, the main the girl in charge that owns it, I, I saw him yesterday, and I told him about David Lackey, my longtime pro-life friend. He started about the time I did, and he didn't know David had gone to heaven. Mm-hmm. So, But he, but he's a Christian. Oh, uh, let me say this, and I know you got to go in just a moment, but uh, the people that support people going somewhere to have an abortion, yeah. I think we should boycott them, even picket them. I don't mind picking. I like to picket, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, well, I agree. That, I, I, I just because uh, they're involved with it, and so we shouldn't we shouldn't be involved with their business. Yeah. Well, Menzor, it is. Uh, we we are now seeing in a whole new way how low evil will stoop to uh, mm-hmm. to, perp- to perpetrate yeah. itself. I mean, when, when you see people offering thousands and thousands of dollars and basically limousine service so people can travel to go have kill their unborn child, I. It, that's to me. That's almost more evil than what we were seeing. <laughs> well, yeah, the true colors are coming for what they really are about. So anyway, that's right. Well, Greg, I, I Hang on for us, Menzor. I know you, somebody else might want to talk. Yeah, with you. but yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll get my phone number and stuff, and uh, and I, I appreciate uh, you saying that, sir. Well, thank you. Hang on, Menzor. Don't go away. Let let Jason pick up and get your phone number here in just a second, because uh, it would be my honor uh, to 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 take you to lunch or something one day. Menzor and I met many years ago. Um, he, he started calling the show. And uh, over time, his story sort of unfolded to me about what he did and what he had been involved in and the sacrifices he had made. He wasn't bragging on it, just little bits and pieces. And then finally, I said, uh, Menzor, you got to come be in studio with me one day. And he did. And we were able to really 
tell the full story and uh, him being there at the New Women All Women Clinic with uh, Eric Robert Rudolph um, when that bomb was set off. Um, he was arrested that day as well, and uh, but it was released because he wasn't involved in it. But uh, when the police swooped in, he was one of the guys they picked up because he was right there. So uh, thank God, thank God for the sacrifices of uh, people like Menzor and, and many others, and, and hopefully all of us, who in some way, somehow, have... Uh, have sown the seeds that uh, that have led to the time now of the overturn of Roe v. Wade and, and a new a new day of fighting for life. It is okay. We'll be back on Thursday. Uh, we've got we've got two pastors going to be here with us tomorrow in studio. It's going to oh. be wonderful. So don't miss out. Have a great evening, everybody. God bless.